I'm Ann Police. And I'm Denise Cooper. And we are Two, Two Average, Average Girls. Girls. Happy Tag Tuesday. Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm doing really good. You have the cutest shirt on. Thank it's a you. black on black. Mm-hmm. Kind tone of, on tone. T- it's tone on tone. Kind of a just a it's very subtle, but it says rise. Rise uh, across the chest. Ri- <laughs> is that a <laughs> command, a suggestion, or just the way it is? Just the way it is. <laughs> I mean, it happens naturally, but... What's rise mean? What is that? Well, you know what it means because you were supposed to go with me. I went oh. to the Rise Festival this weekend. <gasps> I forgot about that. I didn't forget that I... I mean, I told you a while ago that I wouldn't yes. be able to go, but I forgot that's what it was called. What is it? What does it mean? What does rise mean? Well, we'll get. I'll tell you a little bit about rise. Well, I don't know exactly what it means or why they named it that, but mm-hmm. the rise festival. Okay, you know how like I've just been on a like a natural high since I went there. I went there for over the weekend, left on a Friday, came home on a Sunday. The only downside is you have to drive from. Las Vegas to Southern California, and there's always traffic. Always. So coming home was kind of a bummer. How long did it take? Uh, it took us an extra, well, getting there took us longer because we left during traffic time on mm-hmm. Friday, like at mm-hmm. two in the afternoon. It literally took us five and a half hours, Ooh, maybe it, almost six. The drive is usually four max. Yeah, it was not good. Mm-hmm. Um, our own fault somewhat, but we weren't in a rush to get there. But anyway, we went to the Rice Festival, and it is something that is an experience when, when we were getting ready to go, first of all, I had to buy the tickets six months ago, as you know. That's why I, we, in, I invited you. <laughs> yeah. You said yes. Yeah. And then when time got closer, mm-hmm. three or four months ago, you were like, oh, I'm not going to be around. I'm not going to do it. Yeah. So I had another friend take those tickets and she ended up getting sick. So she mm. couldn't go, which was a real bummer. Yeah. But you have to buy the tickets six minutes in advance because they sell out. Mm. You're never sure where you're going to be. And even as the t- date got closer, I was a little bit... I was good to go, but I also was like, is this going to be worth it? Yeah. You know how you get to that place, you're like, uh, Vegas, uh, yeah. it's not my favorite place. We weren't even staying in town. We were staying outside of Vegas because it was a little bit closer and a lot cheaper. Uh-huh. Vegas hotels are expensive right oh. now. You bet they are. Next level expensive. Mm-hmm. Did Even, you stay at Terribles? No, no, we didn't go that. We didn't go that low. We went to South Point. Oh no, we and didn't South mean Point that. South Point is good, no, but good. it's not great. Mm-hmm. You know, it's. I, I told my husband, I'm getting a little snobby. I'm just used to like the Marriott level of, yep. you know, I'm not, it's not five stars. I don't need the Ritz. I just like my sheets not to be crunchy. Oh, well, that seems like an awfully big thing to request. They were just like, you know, it was a very, very, I think just to maintain it, their money wise, they had like one towel per person. Literally. Oh. Literally. <laughs> two pillows on the bed. Oh, wow. Okay. And I, I requested you- a pillow, an extra one, and I never got it. Oh, it never came. It never came. Mm, okay. So anyway, it was just, it's it's just, uh, I was not super excited. Fast forward to the event. Mm-hmm. And it was next level, a great experience. I can't describe exactly, but I'm going to try. Okay. Because I hadn't heard about it until you asked me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't know what this is. So I did like a quick search six months ago. Sure. And I was like, I don't, 
I kind of don't get it. It looks like it looks like a because it's done out in the desert. I was like, oh, this is like a touchy feely Burning Man. Yes, you that's know? what I kind of thought it was. That's too. what I thought. So it, was it wasn't a little weird. No, it wasn't that. Um, one of the reasons I knew about it was because my daughter had talked about it for right. for the last few years. I had purchased tickets prior to this, like three or four years ago, mm-hmm. and we couldn't go mm-hmm. once the tickets came about. And selling them are is difficult because. It's all electronic. I mean, it wasn't even worth it to sell it. But the tickets are not cheap. But how much are they average? Just like do you I, know, I don't remember. Okay. But it's over a hundred dollars piece per person. Per person, you might not not know the answer to this. But how long has the Rise Festival been going on? Eight years, actually. Oh, it's been eight years. Okay. Yeah, it's been eight years. So basically, the Rise Festival is a lantern lighting festival. And when you say festival, my first thought is, like you said, Burning Man mm. or you know unwashed people a lot of hair (laughs) under their armpits or other places crunchiness maybe topless a lot of drugs sure i just expected all of that that was not what i what we got okay it was very very pretty wholesome i mean i smelled marijuana once and I smell that way more at home than I do. I smell it in the parking lot at the grocery store. I was just going to say trip to Trader Joe's. They're like That's hotboxing it. right outside the door, okay? Yes. So it's, it's here in California, it's legal. I'm not sure about uh, Nevada. But so the Rice Festival, when you look it up, it's uh, it takes place in Gene, Nevada, which is 25 miles south of Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. Okay. And... There, it's on the dry lake bed, and it's a massive area. Mm-hmm. They pull permits to be there. Mm-hmm. It happens for two days, Friday night and Saturday night. Okay. And they coordinate the timing that they're doing this with the moon. So you want less moon or more moon? More moon, baby. More moon, baby. It's okay. all about the moon rise. All of these people who are really into all of this, like my daughter, sure. she's really into she's, yeah. the metaphysics and the crystals and Spiritual. the alignment of the moon yeah. and how it how it works with us mm-hmm. and there's something to be said about it oh yeah i mean you see a good moonrise. Mm. Ooh, there's nothing better right. well it was a harvest moon the next day okay. so we were able to see the pre-harvest moon which was spectacular so did you guys do both nights we only did you only one. do one night right mm-hmm. that's you kind of how you night. do okay. Mm-hmm. okay that's what you do mm-hmm. so this is what it talks about when you go to their um website um there's something about space and gene dry lake bed with it has an abundance wander and explore new interactive experiences then pause for meditation breath work and sound bath at the flow mindfulness area so let me just let me get give you a little you drive into this dry lake bed with all of these people and it when you say dry lake bed it's silt Oh no! Okay, it's 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 dirty. It's in your clothes to stay. In your clothes (laughs) and you're dirty. Yeah. Also, it's about ninety degrees outside (gasps) during the day. You can get there as early as three o'clock, but you have to leave by ten p.m. Oh, okay. So I think part of the issue is they pull permits. They have an agreement, probably with the county Mm -hmm. or the or the state, Mm -hmm. that when they're going to do this, there's some specific Mm -hmm. deals. There's Mm -hmm. also a lot of law enforcement there. Good everywhere. Good. I was happy. Yeah. Good. Bring it on. Yeah. So you drive in there. You have to have a parking pass. You park. And you, the first thing you notice is it's kind of, um, I would say, simple. Like there's not a lot. There's a lot of people and there's little things here and there, but it's not overdone. Mm-hmm. There is a center area and each of you buy your tickets in a quadrant, either north, south, east, or west. Okay. I didn't know if there was any good or bad locations. No. 
And what I found is there isn't There's any. There's not, no. You, I didn't know, should I be closer to this? Could I do that? You could be as close to the stage as you wanted. You could be as far away as you wanted. Each of you get a, a mat to lay on or sit like on. Like a yoga mat kind of it's thing? Like it's like a beach mat almost, okay. like a bamboo kind of Got folding it. thing. Inside mm. that mat is two lanterns. Uh, those paper lanterns. Uh, rice paper lanterns. Okay. And the rice paper lanterns are biodegradable. Nice. And one of their big selling points or that they make sure you know is that they leave it better than they found it. That's their oh. motto. Like the Boy Scouts, right? Like the Scouts. Make sure that you leave it better than you find it. It says on their website, together we rise. Mm-hmm. And that's their motto. Rise is a space away from the everyday. A naturally inspiring setting paired with entertainment, food, artistic spaces, culminating in the world and a world the world's largest sky lantern release the focus on the night was the the lighting of the lanterns okay so when we got there again i i was people watching right sure. there's some really cute i i was looking up things because there's all kinds of festivals and mm-hmm. i'm just thinking i'm a little old for a festival for real what do i wear to a festival booty shorts uh, short shorts <laughs> or uh, maybe it's some booties and a <laughs> mini skirt tube top i thought you know cut off shirt would be a good idea always with your favorite band on the front yeah didn't do any of that thank you i wear wore a peasant skirt and some oh, tennis did. shoes oh and a white t-shirt let me ask you uh-huh. this total walking around because i'm always concerned with the whole we parked our car and then we walked in they yeah. they tell you you're going to have a little walk so wear comfortable shoes people worried everything from booties no high heels people no. are not trying to like Impress. sex it up yeah 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 right they're mm. there the group that is there is wearing Birkenstocks flip-flops tennis shoes vans it didn't matter there was a little bit of everything there were some really cute girls dressed really earthy girls mm. like in some of those you know one pieces like you're wearing right now a little romper like a <laughs> romper that was like tie-dyed you yeah, know yeah uh, there was people wearing flower wreaths around their hair cute. you know just kind of like the spirit children of yeah. you know the hippie-ish kind of thing mm-hmm. that scene mm-hmm. uh, a little earthy when we got up there and we found a place to put our stuff each little area has got a lantern that is there it's not lit when you get there because we got there at like five o'clock it's not lit but it ends up being lit so the entire perimeter of this round stage is filled with eleven thousand. Mm-hmm torches basically so it's a tor- when you say a lantern are you talking it's a torch it's a torch that is probably about six feet tall oh okay and it's got propane in it or like some is kind the, of is the gas tank, in it is the tank on the outside not a gas it's it's just like what you would put in the backyard so it's self-contained mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it's all around a center stage like it's on a riser the, the, stage? the center stage is on a riser okay. and they're playing music and when we were sitting there my husband was like this is a kind of a place where cheryl crow should come right and that was one of his first comments. And we were, when all was said and done, I was like, there's certain things they could have done better mm-hmm. as far as like more pomp and circumstance. But after I've like kind of in just ingested everything I experienced, mm-hmm. the whole beauty of this whole thing was that it was so simple. Right. It was not about stuff. Okay. It was not about it. And that's where I think the high of the weekend is still with me. Yeah. Because it was really about the experience, my own personal 
experience that I gained while I was there. So you're there with this land. The four of mm-hmm. you are gathered mm-hmm. around this little lantern, and everyone else is they in there. They have their own two lanterns. Jacqueline and her boyfriend have oh. their own lantern. Oh. I have my own lantern. Everybody who has bought a ticket gets a lantern. Oh, okay. So they could at least they at least knew how many. We people. could have had four lanterns if we wanted. Okay, we took two. Uh huh. We kept our our uh, lanterns and our little um, things mats to sit on. We left them there as we walked around the whole day before they lit. We were there from five o'clock. We ate at about, there's about 20 different food trucks there on different areas. Really good food. Okay. Real good food. Plenty of drinks, water. Plenty of drinks. As a matter of fact, they had a big refillable water station for everybody, which I didn't bring my own bottle in, which I brought in the car, but I was told I wasn't going to be able to bring it in. Mm -hmm. I wasn't able to bring it in filled. Mm-hmm. Everybody could have just dumped it and then you bring it. They don't want outside. The only thing you could bring is water. So I was able to bring bottles of water with mm-hmm. me. We brought mm-hmm. like seven bottles of water mm-hmm. and I didn't have to buy drinks, although mm-hmm. we did. Yeah, yeah. Because there was like milkshakes. Fun and stuff. drinks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. So it was just very, it was well organized. Everybody seemed to be there for the right reason. Yeah. And everybody had this collective positivity. Mm-hmm. Which is what really stood out to me. That's cool. It really was cool. Yeah. So it went from 3 o'clock, you could get there, and mm-hmm. you leave at 10. Um, it was just really great. When you when you go onto their Facebook page, it says, Rise elevates hope, ignites dreams, and creates memories. Thousands of lanterns released in unison to create something magnific- magnificently beautiful. So does someone come around and light your light for your lantern for you? Nope. Okay. When you open the lanterns, they're pretty large. You need help. It's, no, I mean the one in the center? Yeah, the one in the center is you just do it with... You light it yourself? You have the torch that's sitting there, and that lights it. There's you, an ignition <laughs> pad that is attached to the bottom of your lantern, Okay, and you do it. Let's say you don't do it right. You yeah. can get another one. You okay. can even buy additional ones if you wanted to put... Let's say you wanted to put two or three out. So the first one, the intention from what I read and what people were talking about all around us and Jacqueline had read about it was the first one is your intention to the world. Do you write something on the lantern? You do. Oh, they give you a pen. You and have everything. a pen. Uh huh. A special pen to write on the rice paper. You be careful because it's, it's delicate. Just poke right through. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. And it's biodegradable. That's, That's the whole good. reason they do it. Yeah. And so you write it. And what I wrote was my personal mission statement. Okay. Is it is your personal mission statement long? No. Okay. It's, it's really short. And that's the other thing. Like, I didn't know what I was going to write. And it's basically your intention to the world. So okay. you have to kind of, I, I was thinking about it for a couple weeks prior. And I was like, what am I going to write? What am I going to write? And Jacqueline's like, why don't you write your mission statement? Now, Jacqueline only knows about my mission statement because I she works at my office. Mm-hmm. And about six months ago, I asked... my team at the office which is about six different women Mm -hmm. to come up with their own personal mission statements as it pertains to their professional life at work Mm -hmm. and my hope was that the mission statement that they were writing would carry out so that as a team we would be stronger and that we would see we would hear each other's mission statements and it's it's somewhat of a declaration so Mm -hmm. I thought that would work Mm -hmm. What ended up happening is each time I would give them a little bit of information and I would give them like a goal to set for the for two every two weeks we meet. And mm-hmm. I'd say, by next time I wanted a bullet, a bullet points of what you want to say. And then I want to have a rough draft. And 
every time we would meet, including myself, I could not write my professional mission statement. Mm -hmm. I was reading about it. I was overthinking it. I was getting (laughs) completely freaked out and and frustrated. Because you're the leader. You're the one that's supposed to be I'm supposed to be doing this. I just (laughs) asked everybody to do it, and I can't even do it myself. Yeah. And so I started really thinking about it, and I really started looking up some things, and the personal mission statement that seemed to speak to me was a personal mission statement, not necessarily a professional one. Okay. And I started thinking that these other women are having the same problem with their personal mission statements. Their professional mission statements. Their professional Mm -hmm. mission statements because they haven't identified their own personal mission statement. Wow. And I started really looking into it, and that's what I wanted to talk about. This Mm -hmm. whole Rise Festival kind of was a culmination. It almost seemed like a God wink or whatever Mm -hmm. you Mm want to call it Mm -hmm. because for me, it all aligned in this perfectly orchestrated experience that started with me asking my group Mm -hmm. to write a professional mission statement Mm -hmm. six months ago. Mm -hmm. Me buying these tickets six months ago. Right. With no intention that this any of this would play together, but it happened to make it make it fit exactly. So what I asked the the girls in the office to eventually do is write your own personal mission statement. And I went through it and we we talked about how that was. And I wanted to And did they did I'm sorry to interrupt. Did they do that? Did they come up with a personal mission statement? They were able to do that. Yes, Uh they were. And because I actually laid it out a little bit better than um I had Professionally, it was difficult because most of the professional things, and I think personal mission statements started out on a professional level. I'm here to say that a personal mission statement is something that we all should probably do. Mm -hmm. And even our families Mm -hmm. should have a personal mission statement in order to direct Mm -hmm. them as to where they should be as a family unit. Mm -hmm. Not just personally, we should also have one. But mission statements started out for corporations yeah. and businesses right. to really it's a vision it's it's a direction mm-hmm. and so writing your own personal mission statement was something that i literally had to really kind of narrow down and really think about it so i what i did let me ask you before we get into your mission statement uh-huh. you said the first lantern was into it was supposed to be intention yes there was a second lantern what was that that was supposed to be representing something you wanted to let go of what yes something that you did not have any more need for now i don't think everybody listen i saw people around me fill out their lanterns or do their lanterns with like one word sure love whatever peace whatever it was Mm -hmm. the interesting here's another interesting thing that was beautiful was that there was probably just in my area was every walk of life Mm -hmm. every arabic was being spoken Oh. Tagalog was being spoken. What? Spanish was being spoken. Um, the group next to me was a group of three or four lesbians, which I ended up talking to them and kind of helping them light their lantern. Mm-hmm. And just hearing them and watching their expressions and their gratitude as they're sending up these messages, personal messages, it is just something I can't explain. I love it, though. I've got chills. It's really... That's so cool. Let's say they, the lighting ceremony lasted between the two lanterns you were supposed to do. And if I go again, I will take my time in lantern, lighting. I was like, oh, my gosh, it's time to light it. we got to go. <laughs> yeah, for sure. i got to go. I, I, don't, I didn't know what the program was. Well, yeah. that was the program. To just... That's it. 
light, you light, light it first, and let you, it go. You light your, your thing. So I lit both of mine. Let one, then Hod lit his, then uh-huh. Jacqueline lit hers, Brandon lit his. We go through this thing and then we go to write our, do our second ones. And then like at 20 minutes, 30 minutes later, the lady on the, the speaker who did not have an annoying voice or that would have been really bad. She was like, okay, now it's time for you to light your second one. Well, I'd already done it. <laughs> so, you know, it was okay oh, though. Yeah, Because yeah. Hod and I laid down and we watched these lanterns because in a 30 minute period, hundreds and thousands of lanterns are being lit and let go of you we will for sure i she has shown me some pictures as i try and like put this into words she has shown me pictures of the rise festival and it looks like i was like what am i looking at Mm -hmm. it doesn't it looks like something completely out of this world Mm -hmm. it is the most amazing thing it actually looks like when you see those pictures of wherever arizona where they do the hot air balloon thing only times a trillion and it's dark outside i've never seen anything like it was it amazing in person it was more amazing than the pictures could even oh, describe. The pictures were so I'm telling great. you, I um, I can't say enough about it. I know they do this elsewhere. I've seen other people in other states post things. They have it in D.C. where they float luminary candles like bags mm. on a in a lake. Oh, okay. okay. They have it. They have floating ones. Um, they have something called Marine Day Lantern Festival in Tokyo and they float paper bags in the ocean at the beachfront park and they shape them into designs. They're lit and they're beautiful. Next level. You can imagine the Japanese know how to do it. I would imagine though, because these lanterns are historically uh, Asian, there's probably a lot of Asian countries that that's, that's, they've been doing it forever and they're like, I'm sure. please catch up. I mean, when I told somebody that I was doing it, she was Asian and she's like, what? Why would you do that? It's not even, it's not even um, the new year. Oh, 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 it's, that's what it is. Yes, yeah. It's something that they do during the that's new year. That's where I've seen it, yes. So I think, again, this is a way of people bringing other people together. I love it. But it is a tradition, like you said. Mm-hmm. I didn't get into the history of it. Right. But the reality is it didn't. they didn't make it up eight years ago. No. It's been going on for a long time. Yep. California is difficult to work with. That's why it's in Nevada. So that's why it's not in California. (laughs) The only way you can get there is to go drive yourself over there. But I think it's better anyway. There's nothing that can catch on fire there. No, there's not. And also, um, there is a, I don't know if spirituality is the right word for it. There's something magical about the Mojave Desert. And people have said that before. I'm from Northern California and we lived in the shadow of Mount Shasta. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of... um, People make pilgrimages to Mount Shasta because there's something special, and but I've never understood it because I'm not on that level. But the Mojave Desert has the same, um, what's the word? It's got the same legend to it. Well, I can attest to that. And I don't know if I'm in tune with it or if I have made myself in tune mm-hmm. with it. But I went to Lake, I went to Mount Shasta. I went there for a little retreat mm-hmm. um, for two days with my husband. Mm-hmm. Um, about five years ago and I'm telling you right now there was something different while I was there mm-hmm. it might have been why I was there right and I was already in tune to be changed you were open to I was open to mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. we have our house in in La Quinta one of the reasons I love La Quinta is because there's a mountain range oh, that yeah. is that literally shadows the whole yep. valley right there yep that mountain range, I'm telling you, I get there and there is a peace I feel mm-hmm. because of it. Yeah. There is an energy and a feeling that you get 
from being in those spaces. And part of the simplicity of the desert, mm-hmm. I think, brings it out even more. The mm-hmm. majesty of these mountain ranges mm-hmm. in contrast to this dry lake bed, mm-hmm. in contrast to this very nomadic feeling mm-hmm. of being out in, there's no lighting other than the lighting they're providing. Mm-mm. It's fire. Yeah. It's moon yeah. lit. Ooh. It's just this whole really organic, basic experience that... Unexpected, right? Unexpected, unexpected. and I dig it. Loved it. I love it. I mean, I'm a little bit of a nature girl. For people who don't know Denise, she could have been a hippie. I totally could be. Uh, Absolutely. I can totally see that. I mean, I'd always be shaving my legs, just so everybody knows. (laughs) I'm not going to go that... That, no, but you've got far. some hippie qualities to you. I do. I have mm. some hippie qualities. I love a good tie-dye. Oh, my goodness. I love a little bluegrass music. I love a little bit of any of that. And what I like about it mostly is that usually the spirit of all of that is unity and love. Yeah, yep. And I know it sounds corny. No. And I think even my husband, who he wasn't a skeptic. He's a gamer. He'll go and do anything. Mm-hmm. But he, he didn't know anything about what we were doing. That's He's right. kind of like your husband. He'll just drive there, tell me what I'm doing, and we'll do it. Absolutely. It was life-changing for both of us. Did he... Okay, tell me without, you know, outing yes. your husband, what what kind of he what happened? He was in awe. Was he? He was in awe because, like I said, you light these lanterns, and you personally do your own. And he wrote his own. We didn't share did. what we were writing. I did yeah. take pictures of what I wrote. I took pictures of what my daughter wrote. Yeah. Not because I was trying to spy on it, but no, I no, wanted no. her to be able to remember it. And I wanted to be able to remember mm-hmm. what I wrote as well. Mm-hmm. I wrote my personal mission statement. And then I also wrote a little... Um, and I, my personal mission statement that I'm going to share today yeah. is very condensed. I added to my personal mission statement with what I would have done if I was doing a full mission statement that... And I'll get into it later. But I also wrote that this lantern represented my family. And I wrote everybody's name that mm. in my family that I love. Oh. You know, and I couldn't get every single person in my entire family. Sure. But my immediate family, everybody's name was on there. Mm-hmm. And the, the idea was that this was for them. Mm-hmm. That my my personal mission is to be the best I can be because of them and for them. Mm-hmm. And so letting those go was amazing yeah i know my husband's what he wrote was you know amazing tearjerker for me of course yeah my daughter the same thing yeah but then like i said we kind of jumped the gun and i literally (laughs) was like i gotta i gotta light my thing because i'm on you know california spiritual time here i gotta go i gotta go (laughs) i couldn't let it go right type a personality coming into the desert that's right but as i watched everybody else I felt that same joy and feeling of release and and just awe mm-hmm. when the people next to me lit theirs. Yeah. The people next to me on that side, all four sides of me, out in the distance. I watched people work together to light their things, yeah. to take pictures of each other together with all this beautiful, majestic lighting above them. It's like something out of a movie it's you cannot describe it there's something about and you feel this when you go to like a movie there's something about a shared experience mm-hmm. whether you know the people or not doesn't matter in fact it's probably better if you don't and i like that the term the name of the thing is rise because it's not like one of you is going ahead of the other it's a group mentality which sometimes is frowned upon but in something like this it's like to share that experience together, I think probably made it even more interesting. I think it did. I think it made it more meaningful. Yeah. 
you know, I was like, why didn't they count us down like five, four, three? It's time to light your lanterns. This is so you. <laughs> like, let's organize this thing. Can we not have a process for this? Because I really would have liked to know what my I was my expectations. So I could have done it 115 percent instead right. of just this way. Yeah. But as I left again, when my husband said Cheryl Crow should have been there singing, like he's like, Cheryl Crow should have been there yeah. singing. I left there and thought, no, I am so grateful that it was some band from Seattle or wherever they came from. I okay. can't even figure out who they were. They were just so good. When we got there, it was so funny. I know my husband was like, oh, no, uh -oh. what have I gotten myself into? Because, of course, by the stage, there was a half dozen or a dozen girls in flowy dresses doing their, waving their arms <laughs> to the music, singing all the, the words that I had no idea what the words were. I'd never heard the song before because it's this spiritually kind of connective little moon song of some sort you know it's just this really what kind of music was it it like, was how would you describe it was probably it? kind of like a cheryl crow or, so it was folk it was a little bit of folk and yeah okay modern for folk. folk yeah yeah okay, okay. that folk. seems appropriate for that kind of totally yeah, i yeah. mean it was exactly what it should have been mm -hmm. and it was local or budding artists trying to make it in there we you would have brought a big name in there. It would have changed oh, the forget it. the feeling and mm -hmm. the direction of the whole thing. And I'm so grateful that there was no organization. There was exactly the organization they needed. In, in talking about a personal mission statement and speaking to my husband and speaking to my daughter about it, it was so helpful that I had already written the personal mission statement. Yeah, for sure. And so I wanted to talk to you a little bit today about a personal mission statement. Have you ever written one? Well... Yesterday, Denise said to me, "Do you have a personal mission statement?" I said, "No." Is it different than the family motto, which is "Don't die dead, don't die dumb, <laughs> don't die dead, <laughs> don't die dead either, don't do either"? Um, and she's like, "No, don't stop it. It's a personal mission statement." And then she handed me a little outline of how to create your own personal mission statement. She just said, "Come tomorrow with your own personal mission statement, and we're going to have a conversation on the pod about it." I'm like, "Okay, sounds great." So I had my homework last night, and I worked on it a little bit. Um, I've never had one. I've never tried to have one up until this point. I never even thought about what one is. Exactly. It never occurred to me. Um, but since Denise told me to do it, that's exactly what. <laughs> I wish I everybody in my life would listen to me. Listen, I'm just here to help. So anyway, go go on. Did you want to finish? Yeah. So, well, basically what I also gave you, I gave you a little, a bit of context. To yes. It, which yes. was when I was looking up writing your personal mission statement, I'm not a TED talker. I am not a motivational speaker. I am somewhat of a leader because I run a company mm -hmm. and you have to have leadership qualities. And one of the things that I do with my office is when we meet every two weeks and sometimes every three weeks, but whenever we meet, I try to do some sort of leadership training. Mm -hmm. And like I said, the last four months or so, every time we meet, we're talking about personal mission statements and how they apply to us personally and how they can affect our lives and our families mm -hmm. and how it kind of branches out for that so i asked you to listen to a youtube mm -hmm. by stephen r covey it's mm -hmm. about three and a half minutes long it's very short it's very short but it, it talks a little bit about it and this is what it says you can call it a credo a philosophy or a purpose statement a vision a value but the power lies within the vision mm -hmm. this is what stephen r covey and mm -hmm. i liked him i like him too the single most important leadership activity you can do is to develop a mission statement it gives you a clear understanding of how you see yourself, what you expect of yourself, what you want others to know and see about you, and how that will direct us in our own lives. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yep. That's a lot of information to take in. 
No, it's a lot, but it all kind of circles back to the same thought idea. You know what I mean? It's not like five separate ideas. It's like these things are linear. Do one, do one, do the next, do the other, and then you will have one solid statement. He's also explaining why it's important. Right. Right? Because Mm -hmm. I think before I kind of made this clear to everybody in the room Mm -hmm. when we were talking about it, even to myself, Mm -hmm. this was like an aha moment for me, right? Mm -hmm. Which was, oh, this is a vision I see for myself. Mm -hmm. It doesn't really matter what I write down. Right. It's, no one's going to grade me. No, you're not. No, that's true. No one is going to say, Denise, that's not a good mission. Denise, go back and let's work on this. Let's work on this. You, let's correct this. This isn't what this is about. Mm -mm. This is personally for you. That's Mm -hmm. what the Rise Festival is. Mm -hmm. It's about you. What you're getting. What you're getting and what you're giving. Right. Let let me, let me make it a little bit easier. He, in this, Stephen R. Covey, in his little uh, video. Mm-hmm. He's not on the video. It's just his voice. Yeah. But in this voice, he ta- he relates a story. So he says, "You take you get on an airplane to take a trip. The pilot of that plane has a very clear flight plan. He or she has thought it out, has factored everything there is to factor into this plan. They have predetermined time and a clear final destination in mind. But the fact the plan, but the ma- fact of the matter is the plan." will be off 90% of the time. Mm-hmm. So the pilot, we get into an airplane and we're, we go from California to Utah mm-hmm. and we think, oh, great, we made it there. <laughs> That's all I need to know. That's all I need to know. Thank <laughs> goodness, true. really, right? But what he is saying, and he's not wrong, is that in that time that it took us to fly an hour and a half, that flight plan was changed 90% of the time. Mm-hmm. They're recorrecting based on turbulence weather Mm -hmm. other traffic Mm -hmm. whatever it might be Mm -hmm. they're always readjusting they're but they're in constant contact with the tower Mm -hmm. who is correcting them so that they can arrive on time 90 percent of the time correct so the idea is that the pilot and the tower have a picture of where they need to go and a plan Mm -hmm. and they keep course correcting themselves so that plan is always executed Mm -hmm. so even if you or your family are off course and this is what he says and this is the part that i loved about this Mm -hmm. even if you or your family get off course as long as you have the end in mind you can correct yourself and get back on course Mm -hmm. for me that gives me hope Mm -hmm. personally Mm -hmm. when i think about that sometimes we feel as if um that we're too far gone Mm -hmm. never and that we will not be able to course correct ourselves because uh, it's too late. Mm -hmm. What he's saying by this mission statement, your own personal one, maybe your family mission statement is that the idea is that you are never too far gone. You could always self-correct as long as you have the end in mind. That gives me hope because Mm -hmm. for me, you know, there's families, there's crises sometimes. Oh, all the time. We, you know, we talked to um, Amber on our podcast about breast cancer awareness. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that struck me about that was that I don't know if her family has a mission statement. They might have a scripture. They might have Mm -hmm. something that is their family motto. Right, yeah. They they also have their faith that keeps them on a course. Right. And they have this in mind. They have an eternal perspective in mind that keeps them knowing where they want to go. If you have that first, 
before you start the journey, mm-hmm. what are you going to do? What's that going to do for you? Oh, well, it's going to give you an end, an end in mind, which is what is the most important part. Because if you're just out there flailing around, the course is there's no course and there's nothing worse. But don't you know people who have an idea in mind of this is how I'm going to get to here. And maybe it's a short-term plan. Maybe it's a long-term plan. And then when things start to go sideways, which they always do, uh-huh. the whole plan is scrapped. That's right. And it, I have people very close to me in my life who I just go, oh, don't do that. But again, there's no need. They're not self-correcting themselves along the way. N- no. They've decided that this is my plan. Mm-hmm. And if I don't get there A, B, and C, Y, mm-hmm. then I guess it's wrong. I'm it's doing not, it wrong. I'm not going to be able to, I'm not going to be able to self-correct. I don't think there's anything you can't self-correct for yourself. No, there's not. Doesn't necessarily mean you have to do it yourself. No. It has to mean that you are committed to making it happen. Yes, and it's going to take other people. That's such a good point. The term, it takes a village, although overused, anyone with children knows that it takes a village to raise a family. It also takes a village to get you on your course. Just like you're saying with the guy in the tower Mm -hmm. and the pilot and the co-pilot, it's not just one dude out there doing his thing. Everyone has a vision overhead of where they want this to go. And in order to make that happen, you got to get everybody's input. And yes, there are nothing but course corrections the entire time, you know. And and listen, I've been on an airplane where I didn't land in the same location I was supposed to land in. (laughs) Does that mean the entire trip is scrapped and it's terrible? Yes. Not happy. I'm not happy. Trust me. I don't want to have to take a bus to the next place. But guess what? I still made it almost to the destination that's right and the the course correction is i'm getting on that bus and i'm going to go back to the location where i was supposed to go in the first place i'm gonna get my car and i'm gonna drive myself home i didn't i didn't say oh my gosh i didn't make it to mm-hmm. that destination so oh well the trip's over well yeah a don't do that but also these same people that i'm talking about this is a disaster mm-hmm. that i had to land in ontario airport instead of john wayne airport and now they're going to shuttle me mm-hmm. at 11 o'clock at night mm-hmm. And uh, you they're know. not wrong. It is kind of a disaster. No, but your perspective is: what is my goal? What is I'm getting home? That's all that matters. I mean, again, you have a choice, and the choice is: do you want to course correct or mm-hmm. do you not want to? I think that the whole point of the mission statement is to remind you on a daily basis, if you want it to, to do that. So. The first thing I asked you to do was mm-hmm. l- listen to Stephen R. Which Cutting, I did. Which is what we th- yeah. what we just went over. Mm-hmm. The second thing is I scoured self-help books and <laughs> Googled, you know, I Googled my way through and I YouTubed and I listened <laughs> and I, I learned a lot about mission statements. Mm-hmm. I learned a lot about people's perspective on mission statements, mm-hmm. how they utilize them, what they thought of them. Mm-hmm. And for me, I wanted the you know, mission statement, writing your own mission statement for dummies, pretty much. I wanted something (laughs) pretty basic. Yeah. Because I had already gone through four or five months of, oh, I have to write this mission statement. This is too hard. I don't think I can do it. Yeah. To make me understand what I need to do and simplify it so that I don't feel overwhelmed by it. Right. And one of the things that this guy talked about not Stephen R. Covey. Not Stephen R. Covey. Another guy. His name is Stefan. And I never, I don't, I never figured out what his name his last name was it didn't matter to me but his name is Stefan from Project Life Mastery he's bald he sounds like he's from Canada he is one of those self-motivating self-help kind of guys you'll find on 
on YouTube. You can subscribe to his channel for free. Just get on there. Love it. He's good. Mm -hmm. He's not super annoying, but he broke down because some of these guys are kind of annoying. Oh, yes. You know, I listen to TED Talk after TED Talk after TED Talk, which I love a good TED Talk. But this doesn't have to be that much at least making it so hard it's not for me i wasn't Mm -hmm. what i needed at the time Mm -hmm. maybe i'll go deeper into it next time i want to do something but he he had talked about how to do it and he gave us five easy steps okay and i asked you i gave you these five easy steps do you did you find it helpful i did Mm -hmm. no i did but i've got i've got to continue on i've got a small reveal because I know we're getting to my personal mission statement. Well, you don't have to. No, I'm I'm happy to share it okay. because I am as I usual. I didn't know if you were going to. No, as I of course I did, but as usual, I didn't follow the plan exactly. Did you follow the steps? Yeah. Okay. So this is what he says. A personal mission statement is a phrase for your life. It is a sentence long affirmation, mantra, incantation mm-hmm. oh, which was a different word that i hadn't heard mm-hmm. before i'd heard it but in context it was an incanta- incantation that he said over and over again mm-hmm. um, that you say to yourself every day to remind your spirit and soul what you are made for what your life is about and what you are about mm-hmm. that's deep yep sure is and when you hear that i'm like Ugh. What am I? What am I? What is my life about? What am I representing? What do I want to do? How do I want? Again, stop, Denise. You don't need to be this person. Just (laughs) calm down. Um, I'm giving you an emotional slap across the face right now. (laughs) Exactly. I need it. Just calm down. Type A. Just relax. Um, But number one, the statement should empower you and give you energy. Love it. Okay. Like you're excited to read it. You're excited to read it because his... What he does with himself, and he gave an example. Now, I had to watch this video probably 10 times. Oh, did you? I watched it a couple times. Then I came back to it a couple days later because I wanted it. I I was really putting a lot of effort into this because once I challenged these other people to do it, Mm -hmm. I couldn't be this slacker or like fake no you have to lead i need to lead by example right and and i really believed in it i was i have never asked somebody to do something at my work that i didn't think was the right thing to do right like that's not who i am so anyway his idea stefan's idea was that he every morning he wakes up and in the mirror he says and recites his mission statement to himself and when he recites it boy he is jacked up he really is he really likes it he's really excited that's not for everybody I want to just disclaimer right now. <laughs> mm-hmm. I've only said, I've never looked at myself in the mirror and said this, my mm-hmm. own personal mission statement. Sure. What I have done is I have it next to my computer. Mm-hmm. I have it written in my binder that I carry around. Mm-hmm. I have it at my computer at work. I see it every single day and I read it and I think about it and I am I am pursuing that not looking at myself in the mirror and jacking myself up. I just am not, that's <laughs> not You don't need to do that. If you need to do it or want to do it, do it. That's fine. Do it. Um, Number two, make it short. One sentence or phrase so that you can say it quickly and often. Sure. And really memorize it. Yeah. Don't make it so complex that you're like, wait, what's the second part? Mm -hmm. Number three, if it doesn't have to, it doesn't have to be perfect or complex. This is a working document and can and should change as life changes, which again was something that was almost freeing to me to hear mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because I was like, oh, 
I've got to write this down and I'm going to die with this mission statement. Someone's going to read it at my funeral. And I mean, like, <laughs> come on, just settle down. You're not right? locked in. No. And this is something that re- resonated with me for so many things. It's He said, remember, complexity is the enemy of execution. Yes. Okay. Repeat that. Complexity is the enemy of execution. Keep it simple, stupid. <laughs> or smarty. Like You're that. right. Like complexity is the enemy of execution. How many times have we made it more than it needs to be? Yeah. Just like this Rice Festival. Always. Let's get Cheryl Crow. Right. <laughs> Let's have a time period that everyone knows we're supposed to do it at the same time so right. it's perfect. Right. Doesn't need Don't to be do that. that way. Yeah. No. Mm-hmm. Nothing in your life needs to be that perfect. No. It just is more work when you try and do that. Well, it's also a disappointment. So with that in mind, um, I wanted just to share with you a couple of mission statements that I think are, I think, first of all, the girls in my office did a phenomenal job. Hmm. And one of the things that I, the reason I wanted it to be shared out loud, and I think when you make your own personal mission statement, one of the keys is to share it with others. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like a goal. Mm -hmm. If you share it with others, people are aware of it. It Mm -hmm. keeps you honest on it. It Mm -hmm. keeps you on track. It makes you accountable to it. Um, And I wanted everybody to hear each other's mission statement. Number one, it did exactly what I was expecting it to do, which was kind of reveal people's personalities. For sure. And what they are thinking and hoping and working on. For themselves. For themselves. Yes, yes. And how that works in context with you. So Mm -hmm. if you're thinking about writing your own personal mission statement, I would encourage you to do it with your family. If Mm -hmm. you have small children, Mm -hmm. write a personal mission statement for yourself share it with your kids Mm -hmm. so that they hear what your needs wants desires ambitions whatever it happens to be Mm -hmm. share it with your spouse Mm -hmm. and then write a personal mission statement for your family right based on some of the things maybe maybe as they're writing their own personal mission statements i even thought we had chelsea on Mm -hmm. uh, a a few months ago or a few episodes ago i don't know when this is going to air but hers was make it a claudine day if you haven't listened to it and one of the things that she does every year is she gives a theme to her kids for school Mm -hmm. it's a school theme Mm -hmm. and this year's theme was go be great right to me to me that was a mission statement it is you know, that is a simple phrase yeah. that was something your kids or your family would understand. Mm-hmm. And it, I feel like it would bring you together and I feel like it would do good for everybody. For sure. I Especially love it. Especially when things are going haywire, which they do in families because mm-hmm. they're messy. Yep. You can go back to that. Are right. we being great right now? Is this the greatest we can be? <laughs> I'm glad that wasn't our mission statement for a while because it would have been a disappointment for everybody. <laughs> so uh, I want to just, I'll share you with you mine. Your mission, your personal mission statement? Yeah, my okay. personal Let's mission it. statement. Okay. So it is, and you're supposed to say, I, Denise Cooper, okay. will remember each day to live, love, and focus on what is important, which is my faith, family, and living my life with intention perfect it's perfect i mean for me the real key was that i wanted something i I kept thinking at this time in my life this is probably it could be something i would have said 20 years ago Mm -hmm. it could apply then Mm -hmm. but for me the reason that it's important is the word intention Mm -hmm. for me the intention is that i want my i want my my God to understand that I am faithful Mm -hmm. and that I am still active in that faith. Mm -hmm. I want my family to know that I love them by participating and 
being with them showing showing and showing them Mm -hmm. by being with them and doing things with them and putting them first and i wanted to live my life with intention meaning i don't want to take things for granted right and there's been things in my life this last year that really opened it up to me that i needed to make sure that you just don't know what's going to happen. You don't know what tomorrow holds, for you sure. You just don't. Mm-mm. And that's the other reason that this mission statement was so powerful for me and that this Rise Festival, it all came together mm-hmm. because of these actual kind of tragic situations that happened to me personally. Mm-hmm. I just feel like God knew that I needed this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Amazing experience. So do you want to share your mission I can. I would love to. Um, like I said, I didn't follow all the rules exactly. And let me tell you why. We're a big quote family. Mm-hmm. Um, my son loves quotes. Nice. Um, while he was serving his mission, I would send him three by five cards with quotes on them. And then who said them on the back. And, you know, they a picture of it, of the person, whatever. We've always had quotes hanging up around the house. On and on and on. I send him quotes almost weekly. Mm-hmm by other people as a writer uh, let's be honest we do nothing but steal other people's ideas and make them our own i know it's a huge revelation that's what writers do um so yeah well (laughs) there's no new ideas sorry to tell you denise um so what i did was started looking through i have a file in my phone under notes i started looking through my quotes and it is long I've been at it for years. Every time I hear something interesting, I write it down. Nice. And they change, clearly, depending on my mood. But they all have sort of a theme. And they all, I was thinking about that with what you said with the five steps or whatever. And I'm like, you know what? All of these sort of apply to me. It's just, where am I in my life right now? Mm -hmm. So basically, to wrap it up and to summarize, (laughs) I didn't come up with my own mission statement in my own words okay i have a quote that applies to me right now okay and fulfills all the other requirements that were on the five-step sheet Mm -hmm. of how to make a mission statement okay i'm going to give credit to um the person who actually said it he said this in this is a young man that i know his last name is fafita he's a poly boy oh so he's on the island uh i don't know his first name he said this in August and I was so struck by it that I wrote it down and I have read it and reread it. And I'm like, I'm so struck by this quote that this is going to be my mission statement. Was he at church? Is that where he was? He was at church. Oh, and he spoke? He, he spoke and he uh-huh. came up with this off the top of his head. He wow. wasn't assigned to speak. Uh-huh. He just got up and said, hey, there's a couple things I want to share with you guys. Okay. And this is one of the things he said. It's better to follow the Lord through a dark hallway than walk on a red carpet we've created for ourselves. Am I right? It's right. You're not wrong. Okay. He's right. He's right. And for me, that's it's a reminder, just like, okay, absolutely. What are, who are you following? Because there's so much out there to follow. Absolutely. And it's not just social media. It's Mm-mm. like, just look around you at the, what's coming in at you. You can't, your brain doesn't have the ability to sort it through. Or your soul. No, especially your soul. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, it's a soul thing. This is not about just about a a, a cognitive intellect. Mm-hmm. This is about a deeper sense of who you are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So it, that applies to me right now. Let's just focus on who we're following and not the man-made creation or even our self-made creation. Absolutely. This is who I need to be. 
this is who I think I am. No, no, no. You are, you know who you are. Don't try and, you know, don't try and muck it up with, with this red carpet that you've created. Um, so anyway, that was, I know I kind of broke some of the rules by using someone else's. I don't think there is any, I personally think that that is a great example of that. There is There's not, no rules. There's, there's a rules. guideline. There's mm-hmm. guidelines. There's no rules here. There is, this is just to help you mm-hmm. focus on what you want it to be. Mm-hmm. Doesn't necessarily mean you need to use these five steps. Right. Those five steps, those. they helped though. They helped They me. really, really helped. Um, I also came up with, um, <clears throat> I came up with my own mission statements for my son. <laughs> <laughs> well, that might not be how it works. He doesn't but, know this. Okay, great. But, I'm sure Cameron's just going to say, you know, mom, I think that's a great one. He might actually. He's probably overwhelmed with schoolwork as it is. And so one more thing. He'll be like, okay, my mom says my mission statement says this is what it is. <laughs> this is, and this, you spoke directly. You fell right into my trap. <laughs> you, you just fell directly into my trap. This is a quote by the Phoenix Suns uh, the basketball team, uh-huh. professional basketball team. Their coach, his name is Monty Williams, and he said, "Everything you want in life is on the other side of hard." Now, when you're a college student, you all you can see is that brick wall, which is school every single day. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> and to me, that is 100%. That is his mission statement right now. Mm-hmm. What he wants in life, what how he wants to live his life is not happening no. right now. But it will. It's on the other side of hard. Yeah. So guess what? You're going to have to slog through hard yep. in order to get there. And that to me was a perfect example of your mission statement, your personal mission statement as a 23-year-old. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be the same personal mission statement sure. upon graduation no. of college. It's not going to be the same when you get married, when you have your first child. It's going to be different, yeah. which for some reason is the best part of the personal mission statement to me. Me too. It's the greatest because it's like, well, it that's life. You. It's, it has to change. It has to. It must or else you're not, you're doing something wrong. Or it's not helping you. It's not helping you at all. It's not going to enhance your soul. Right. Yeah. It's a soul thing. It's a soul thing. It's definitely a soul thing. Do you want to read some of the mission statements from yeah, your Yeah, I haven't asked for their permission, but I will. Well, just don't say their names. I won't. Um, I won't say their names, but I'm still going to tell them I, I, I quoted this. But um, this, this one came and she says, um, I am an empowered woman that takes pride in being an excellent leader, is open-handedly generous, and feels renewed when caring for my children. Oh, Look how sweet that is. I know. That's amazing. These And when you meet these people and knowing their personalities and knowing, first of all, she's a super upbeat person. Mm. When she's in the office, you're just glad she's there because oh. she brings an energy that's so amazing. Love it. I'm going to say her name. Her name's Maria. Hi, Maria. She's awesome. Yeah. Um, she listens to the show. Yay. And she is, I, I just was so proud of every one of these people. Um, I'm going to also read, I'm going to read everybody's okay. actually. Yeah. Um, I'm going to read Jacqueline's. Um, that's my daughter. Mm-hmm. You guys have heard her on the podcast before. She struggled with a lot of things in her life, um, anxiety and depression and you know, it's, it's something that I don't understand because I've never dealt with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's also going through a kind of a revitalization right now in her mm-hmm. life. And you, this all reflects it. And this is what she said. I will wake up filled with joy by serving others, mm. taking care of myself and being strong and kind to live a life of peace. Strong and kind. So I shall take, she said, I'm taking, let me start that over again. This is Jacqueline's, 
And this is what she said. I will wake up filled with joy by serving others, taking care of myself, and being strong to live a life of peace. Mm. Now, may I suggest that her that her first statement, she's going to live a life of service. What was that? What did she say about service? I will wake up filled with joy by serving others. By serving others. Okay. By serving others, those other things that she says after will happen. Well, and I feel like that. And, you know, knowing the background of everybody that gave me their mission statements and even knowing my own, mm-hmm. my key word in mine was intention. Yes. Her key word was peace. Yes. Because I know that she's struggling with finding inner peace. I know she's struggling with different demons that are causing her not to live the life she wants to live. Mm -hmm. And I think everybody has those demons. I agree. I think we all, if we admit it to ourselves, it could be eating, it could be alcohol, it could be anxiety, it could be depression, it could be whatever. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's something. Um, And when I then thought about Maria, I I would say that part of her the word for her was empowered. Yes. That word for her, I could tell was important to her. Mm-hmm. And as it should be to yes. everybody. But yes. for her, the word empowered was her key word. Right. Shauna, um, who is one of the loveliest people. She is calming and she's she's just a very lovely woman. She says, I will constantly strive to do my best and to be the best person that I can with positive energy in every aspect of my life. I love that. And I think she is she has a lot of responsibility in her family. Mm. She has a lot there's been a lot going on in her life. Yeah. With her kids, her grandson, okay. um her brother, her mother. Uh, it's been a hard couple years because of the pandemic. She has sure. a lot of her family living in her home mm. and she she feels a weight yeah you know Mm. and so for her to say that she will be um she will have with positive energy yeah i felt like that was probably where she was coming from Mm -hmm. that that was something that she had to continually tell herself so that she could get through it yeah and do my best and try my best she used best a couple of times she's trying her best she is i mean if if all of these people are like this. They're, she is one of those people who is a genuinely good person. Mm-hmm. Like Sounds like Cooper Engineering is a good place to work. My goodness. I think, you are know, you the culture that we have there is of people who want to be the best they can be. Yeah. Well, and I think that's why that Stefan mm-hmm. from, the, from the YouTube was talking about saying it to yourself every day. Yeah. So that you, when you start your day... Mm-hmm. That is like setting the tone. Yes. Right? It's it is, setting yeah, the tone it for, is. for you to grow as a person daily. Yeah. I it's, love it. Isn't it so awesome? So great. Thank you for sharing your experience at the Rise Festival. I mean, I'm <laughs> ne- oof, I wish I could commit right now to go next year, but I fear. You have six months, and I'm going to probably go again. Mm-hmm. Although, I don't know if after the first time you don't get the same experience i do know that i read a lot about people's experiences and there's people who go every single year i'm sure they do and they because i can see why you want that feeling Mm -hmm, again mm -hmm. you want to have that i haven't there's i don't remember the last time i came off a weekend Mm -hmm. where i felt like wow that was amazing yeah i mean i have a lot of great weekends i have a lot of good experiences but this was a wow factor experience that 
wasn't that hard to do. Right. <laughs> it wasn't like I had to go climb the Himalayas or Please I had don't. to draw, fly halfway around the world. Mm-hmm. I, I drove five hours away mm-hmm. and I experienced this collective energy that was mm-hmm. so positive that mm-hmm. I wanted just to recreate it in my life every day until the next time. Yeah. That's awesome. I know it is. I awesome. love it. That does it for this edition of Two Average Girls. I'm Ann Police. And I'm Denise Cooper. We'll see you next time. Episodes of Two Average Girls are free wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to hit the follow or subscribe button on the Two Average Girls main page so you never have to go searching for new episodes. Our editor is Aiden Bloomstein. Our social media producer is Samantha Stone. And original music for Two Average Girls is by Jason Freese.